When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What, what happened to you? I got maze. You got maze? Right. <laughs> and what happened? You were trying to go inside the yeah, catwalk? Yeah, I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they mazed me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? <laughs> we're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a day. So, uh, that was the only thing I've been laughing at the last few hours is Elizabeth. Obviously, today sucks. Um, And um, what we've seen here with these rioters, protesters, thugs, mob in Washington, D.C., climbing into the Capitol, breaking the windows, occupying desks, I'm sure vandalizing the hell out of the place. Who knows what they were doing? was a heartbreaking thing to watch. It's terrific. Uh, and um it it's just it's it's just sad. Today is a sad 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 day. It's sad. It's it in the you know I I I personally have this uh this sadness that is very very unfamiliar. It it reminds me a little bit of some of the sadness of 9/11. It's something different. And of course, you know, there was a woman killed today, shot at the Capitol. The news reports are um and that can't compare obviously to 3000 dead and, and to all everything that happened in 9/11, but there's just something about the the kind of the the attachment to the country that's been jarred today, um, our connection to the country that's been jarred today. And this was no bueno, no bueno today. And so these protesters going down there, it's such a whirlwind, it's hard to think that, that it's the same day. Down there is fine. But this is on, this event 
although Donald Trump didn't order people to literally attack the uh, Congress, he got close. And mm -hmm. the the fact that he was silent for God knows how many long minutes, two hours, three hours, as violent the violent mob penetrated the Congress, the Capitol building, um, and he every moment he was silent was a dereliction of duty, as far as I'm concerned. And he is um, he ceded away the presidency officially tonight. He is obviously he was obviously broken by the election. He can't let it go. He hasn't been able to let it go whatsoever. This stupid phone call with the people from Georgia proved that he can't get can't get over it. That's a man who that is a man who is obsessed now. His mind is uh is on mm -hmm. one station and he can't cannot get it off. He's still tweeting about how the election was stolen from him. Right. Uh, still tweeting about this and that is only going to keep people true believers true believing and the mobilizer mobilizing and that is not what we need in this country. It's terrible when the other side does it. It's terrible that the the Trump and Trump supporters are doing it now. Mm -hmm. This needs to stop. He needs to stop or leave, or somebody needs to leave him. Um, I mean, is, I have to is, think this I, is a disgraceful day. Yeah, I have to think uh, that that people are taking steps in Washington D.C. right now to remove him from office. Uh, you know, whether it's Pence um, or you know, and. Activating the Twenty Fifth Amendment here, or if we're going to see, um, you know, Congress impeach very rapidly. But um, you know, I don't think he's going to be in office on January twentieth. At this point, I think you know Republicans in Washington have uh, you know tried to help Trump in every way they can in this situation and give him easy wins and ways out and every other exit ramp they've offered him and and I think this is just too far. You know, I don't see I don't see any conservatives cheering for this or saying this is great. I I mean literally I don't I I don't see one. Do you? I I don't No, god, I can't imagine anybody would do that. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. By the way, we're going to be speaking to John Gabriel in a few minutes. He's ex John. You you know him from Twitter. Mm -hmm. He's one of the cool people to follow on Twitter. Um he's a editor-in-chief of uh, Ricochet, uh, the podcasting in uh, media uh, platform, mm -hmm. uh, about all this stuff as well. But I, I don't, I mean, it was such a horrible, it was so dishonorable what right. we saw today. It's a, <clears throat> it's a violation. Right. Uh, and the, um, you know, <gasps> to, to attack the Capitol Police, to attack Congress when, you know, you have people raising the objections in Congress over the electors and the whole thing. I mean, like, that's as far as this can go. There's not something else that Congress can do. The only other option to keep Trump in the White House is what we saw today. And I don't want more of that. I don't know about you, but I like I don't think any I, I haven't seen one serious conservative person say that this is great and should go on. And Trump's failure, I mean, I know he said, like, go in peace, but that's that's not that's not condemning the actions of these people. He didn't at any point say this has gone too far. This is inappropriate behavior. You cannot do this. You need to get out of the Capitol building now. That's, uh, you know, we have people macing Capitol police officers. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and I, I didn't like the riots that we saw this summer, and I don't like this. It's an, it's, <laughs> It's entirely the worst possible behavior. And the people doing this are not 
are not doing anything positive for the conservative no. movement in this country. No. What you're doing, Trump supporters have been demonized and dehumanized for the last four years. What you're doing is validating that dehumanization. Mm-hmm. You're giving credence to the ugliest, the ugliest uh, commentary that we've heard uh, from politicians and from the media. Right. And I had a liberal family member say to me today, see, this is what Hillary Clinton was talking about when she said these people were deplorable. See, they are deplorable. <laughs> you know? Like, and... And and she was and like those people in the right. building were deplorable, right? Yes, you know, but it's a one broad cloth now for everybody, and now, and unfortunately, people treating each other as lessers mm-hmm. is a problem, and it's this is only going to um, make that more widespread um, and make that. Um, Embolden, you know, make that even a more robust toxic uh, activity uh, that we right. saw today. Even just Anderson Cooper for a moment, um, while they were showing some of the uh, some of the rioting and, and mayhem, you know, he can't even help himself. He's a good. Uh, this is a good example of of completely unpatriotic, completely against law and order, completely unconstitutional behavior. It's stunning, and they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at and the Garden Marriott, and they're going to have some drinks. Going to go back to their uh, Olive Gardens, <laughs> you know, those classless <laughs> rooms, and that's going to continue, obviously. Yeah, just no good. And, and where was Trump when you when you needed him? He was too little, too late. Joe Biden stepped in into the void to to right. to do the job Trump should have done. Unprecedented assault. Our democracy is under an unprecedented assault. Unlike anything we've seen in modern times, an assault on the citadel of liberty, the capital itself. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. It's not protest. It's insurrection. The world's watching. Like so many other Americans, I am genuinely shocked and saddened that our nation, so long the beacon of light and hope for democracy, has come to such a dark moment. Notwithstanding what I saw today and we're seeing today, I remain optimistic about the incredible opportunities. There has never been anything we can't do when we do it together. So, President Trump, step up. Ugh. I don't know if he quite stepped up, but he a few minutes later did, uh, while kvetching about the election being stolen, ask people to not be violent. It was not enough. It was Yeah, I mean, and then he said... I love you, and you're totally right, and you're great. Yeah. <laughs> you're very special, he said. I mean, like, how does that? That's not. We don't love the people who are 
uh, storming the Capitol building. That's no. not not no. acceptable. E- exactly, exactly. So we're gonna air this out with uh, with uh, somebody who Alice and I are both a fan of. It's John Gabriel X John on Twitter. All right, I am thrilled, um, although also uh, forlorn and sad to have my inaugural conversation with John Gabriel on this, the suckiest of all days. But Alice and I are thrilled, uh, regardless of what's going on, to talk to John Gabriel. If you're not following him, you should. It's xjohn, E-X-J-O-N, on Twitter. He's got the uh, King of Stuff podcast. He's the editor-in-chief of Ricochet, and he's an all-around good guy. John, um, how you doing, man? (laughs) Hanging in there. Yeah, it has been a crazy day. I, um, yeah, I'm on deadline to write one story, and I was going to do about, I don't know if you remember, years ago there was a Georgia Senate runoff election, and uh, uh, <laughs> the, news, the news changed a bit. So, yeah, now I'm trying to scramble to keep up with the news. It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm the senior editor at the Lowell Sun up here and way over here in Massachusetts, and uh, we had to scrap everything as well last minute. And, and who knows if we'll have to scrap everything again. Right, right. But, you know, just on a, on a visceral level, um, John, this is today what we're seeing, what we saw in Washington, D.C., in the Capitol building. I am I am heartbroken. I, 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 I don't know that I've felt this particular sadness and this weird headache anxiety, honestly, since, since 9-11. Um, how are you taking today? Yeah, it's funny you say 9-11, because that's the first thing I thought of. It's just things that you think are permanent and stable and unchanging, all of a sudden, you know, in just a couple hours, everything changes, and it feels like one of those moments for America, uh, just to see mobs ransacking the Capitol. And I don't care which side you're on, when you shift to open political violence, especially against our federal government, you know, i was in the Navy for one uh, heroic term of duty, but uh, I swore to defend this country, and enough. I don't care if you're from the left, right, center, whatever. You don't do that. And I think I've been uh, kind of relaxed about a lot of the rhetoric, kind of the election was stolen and doomsday rhetoric coming from both sides, because that's pretty normal for politics. But when it moves to action, um, I, I rarely listen to what politicians say and watch what they do, and I just think... We've, uh, you know, this is like a crossing the Rubicon kind of moment, and the repercussions, we're going to be feeling these for many years. Uh, we talk about, you know, suppressing freedom of speech on social media. Oh, that's going to intensify. <laughs> and uh, there, it just things are going to be happening um, that we have no ideas. The repercussions will be felt for years. It's like... Um it's interesting because the, today there is a picture of some Yahoo sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk with his feet up on the desk, and I, I, I detested Nancy Pelosi, but I wanted that guy dragged out of there and beaten. Man, it's exactly, exactly. It's like that is not your desk, that is not your house, that is our house, that is we the people, and no one elected you. Um, you are not the Speaker of the House. And I don't care how much contempt you have for her as a person. But, you know, there, there's absolutely no right to do those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, she's the custodian of the place, you know, and maybe one of our guys will be the custodian of the place next time. But it, Right. So I, I voted for Trump twice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have the red hat. I thought a lot of good things happened out of a lot of uh, the first three years. I thought the third year actually went sideways. And, and every moment that he didn't stop the ransacking of our capital in the siege and... Every moment that he didn't stop that today, 
Uh, as far as I was concerned, he ceded the presidency. He's quit on the job. And I know that you've just, at ricochet.com, you've just published a piece saying impeach, remove, bar from office. Yeah, and it was a strange piece for me because I'm always, uh, people always say, oh, you're not emotional about these things. Well, I'm sorry, I'm Finnish. I'm not, I, I was not born with emotional capacity. <laughs> so everything is just, ah, relax, lay back, we'll figure it out. It'll all work out. But it was kind of like I said, it was like a Rubicon being crossed. It's just like, enough already. I don't mind you complaining about conspiracy theories because that's the thing. Uh, I, I keep getting on social media. Well, what about when the left rioted? What about when the left, you know, didn't accept the election? It's like, yeah, I wrote about that a whole bunch and condemned <laughs> all that just because someone, you know, is at least pretending to be a Republican. I'm not going to change my views on that. We have elections. And I think there probably was some fraud because there's always some fraud. But it was brought to courts. It was shot down every time. And a lot of times elections don't go your way. I never get my choice. You know, whoever I vote for in any primary my entire life is usually the first guy to drop out of the race. <laughs> so we, we will lose elections because a lot of the American people disagree. We disagree with each other. But you have to accept that. And, you know, originally after the November election day, I was looking at things and, and thinking, well, we'll probably win at least one seat in Georgia, and then I'm sure we'll take we'll keep the Senate uh, in 2022 and most likely take back the House. And uh, how Trump's been behaving, he's just burning it all to the ground. Uh, it's just absolute madness. And today was just the final, I think, a final act of a dying, you know, political movement, because I just don't see how 90% of Republicans can support this. They already didn't support Republican candidates, and uh, it, it's just a bridge too far. I think for most Americans, we're sick of the violence, we're sick of the anger, we're sick of just the constant screaming at each other, and uh, I, again, I don't care which side is doing it. Enough's enough. Well, right. I think it's interesting that um, that you use the, the Rubicon reference, because that's been... Um I don't know how much you follow it, but I follow a lot of kind of extreme people on both sides on Twitter just because I like mm -hmm. to see what people are saying. And that right. phrase, that phrase has been out there, Rubicon Dawn, and, you know, it's time and so in sort of these like cesspooly right wing circles. And, um, you know, I've said on this podcast with Tom before, like, I don't think that's a good look for Republicans to be referencing the Rubicon like it's a good thing. <laughs> I don't think that's a good moment. And I don't think that's good for American democracy, which we believe in. And like you said, I don't care who's doing it. I mean, of course, the Democrats have been doing stuff that's sort of, you know, nipping at the edges of being like this and I didn't like it then when they were doing it and I don't like this now and I can't believe that it got as far as it did I don't know what the Capitol Police were doing I don't know why it took so long to get the National Guard mobilized out there I don't know what Trump has been doing all day but I'm and, and like Tom I voted for the guy twice but I'm extremely peeved that he has done nothing to de-escalate this the video was worse than doing nothing in my opinion and right. I, I mean I don't I think either Pence or Congress is going to move very quickly here to make Pence somehow the the 46th president of the United States, either by the 25th Amendment or by impeachment or something, because, you know, the, the Republicans have put up with a lot from Trump, but I don't think they like uh, being stormed in the Capitol building. 
Right, I agree completely. And yeah, the crossing of the Rubin, Rubicon was the death of the Roman Republic in the beginning of dictatorship. That's that's what Caesar did, and he seized control. Uh, the people didn't have their say anymore. He was just going to tell them how to live their lives. It is not a good look. Um, it's it's not a good thing at all. And I, I think, I don't know, I, I'm not sure what Trump is thinking exactly, because he just pushed far too hard this time, and... Uh, uh, again, when he says kind of goofy things, you know, I'm usually like laughing them off. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. He's just Trump. And it's frustrating, too, because for the past four years, I feel like especially I will write every other week for a mainstream news source, a news, uh, newspaper here in Arizona, mm-hmm. the number one paper here. And I feel like I'm counter programming saying, hey, Trump did this great thing. And look at these peace accords and these other things. Give him a chance. He's doing some good things. But even people like me who, you know, feel like I'm defending his record a lot, it was hard to um, defend the person. Now it's just he's just chased us all away. There's just no way that anyone who believes in the Constitution can support this madness. And he could have left office with a really good record to be proud of, right. you know, a really good record. And um, and he gets bashed all the time, so I'm not, you know, I'm not in the business of bashing Trump. I think he's done a whole lot of good, but just to throw it away like this in the last two months on the uh, on the main stage is really disappointing. Uh, it's, he's doing an injustice to the country, to all the people who voted for him, who supported him for him. And it's one of those things, too, this, this hurts everybody who is a Trump supporter. And it's like, what, less than 1% of his supporters <laughs> are encouraging this stuff, mm-hmm. but the entire movement will get um, broad-brushed and uh, tarred with this kind of garbage. And it's just this infinitesimal minority that is making every Trump supporter who loves the guy and supported him and voted for him twice, making all of them look bad, which is it's just a, a cruel thing to do to your most loyal supporters. Well, right, and I also... I mean, I'm frustrated with the people around Trump who are enabling this, too, because, you know, he's one thing. I don't think he has a lot of interest, uh, frankly, in how the Constitution works and how elections are conducted and who has the legal right to do what. But there are people around him telling him that there are constitutional right uh, routes for him to remain president for the next four years. And, you know, they're you know, I assume cynical people who are doing it purely um, for their own, you know, reasons, their own grift. But but it's really it's really damaging to the country. I think that we're continuing to pretend. I mean, I'm even frustrated with people in conservative media who have been saying now for weeks that Mike Pence has the right to uh, throw away electoral votes. I don't understand. And I know that they just, you know, want to not scare off their listeners who want to be told what they want to hear. But but I'm frustrated that so many people in conservative media seem to be unwilling to tell the truth about what the options are for Trump here. And, you know, and and I don't know. um, I don't know what it takes for people in the media to start making more responsible decisions about what they're they're saying to people. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that. Uh, you cannot misinform your listeners, your readers, um, your viewers on TV. You just cannot uh, disinform them and get them uh, confused about how the process actually works. And um, you're not serving your readers by doing that. And there's a way you can do it. And I think a lot of the reaction of many Trump supporters, like, look, we're sick of these D.C. elites talking down to us, calling us deplorable. 
And that's when so many of my articles the past four years have been about. It's just like, mm-hmm. look, you elitist jerks need to back off. These are the American people. We need to listen to them and uh, do what the majority of them say. But um, it does nobody any favors to give false hope when steely-eyed realism is on the table. Uh, we have to know that things are tough. After Pearl Harbor was attacked, you know, they could have, FDR could have done a bunch of happy talk, but he said, no, we're in a war, and it's going to stink, and it's going to be very difficult, and we're going to win it. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you have to break the bad news and say, hey, two years, we have another election, we can take both houses of Congress pretty easily, and then, you know, I'll be back, or someone else at least will be back to the GOP uh, four years later. Um, everything doesn't have to be over, especially with how incompetent Democrats, and especially Joe Biden is, who's probably not going to get get anything accomplished. You know, all is not lost, and you cannot just pander to listeners when, you know, the Constitution is on the line. Yeah, so let me ask you, John. I was trying. I was talking to a friend in media today, and we were trying to figure out why he's doing this or what his next move is. And my only thought, I, because it doesn't make any sense, he's done everything wrong that he could have done right to capitalize on his former presidency, but he's done it all wrong. So my only thought could be is that he's raising hell now, so that conservatives somewhere will literally pay him to stay out of the way for the next two years, so that. Biden has to run against his own record and not Trump again. What? Why do? You, what do you think the end game is for? Yeah, boy, it is really tough to figure that out. I think he's a fighter. He wants to fight to the end. But uh, the thing about fighting is, you, you, I don't know, a smart boxer looks for he has an opening and then strikes. He doesn't just you know windmill his arms for ten rounds, hoping <laughs> that one of them eventually lands. And that's what I think he's been doing the past two months. Uh, his strength has been finding the weak point and finding the seams in the coalition that the Democrats have and even kind of establishment GOP have and uh, taking a swing and taking them down. That's how he became president in the first place. But just a wildly swing in every direction. Uh, people just finally say, enough, we've had it. You know, we, we have our lives to uh, we have our lives to live and we can't deal with this nonstop drama. And I think it hurt him in the November election, and now it's just sunk him. I, I, I really don't understand, other than a tiny, tiny group of people, who he's going to appeal to at this point. Because yeah. most people in every walk in life, blue-collar, elite, middle-class, uh, schlub like me out in Arizona, we say, hey, 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 we're not invading our Capitol building. We're not uh, walking around with Confederate flags and uh, occupying people's offices. Um, this is sick garbage, I, you know heard my parents talk about in the 1960s. We're not going to sit in at the Capitol. Uh, We follow the rule of law. That's why we are conservatives. We don't behave like that. So, uh, as we were speaking just a moment ago, the AP has reported that the woman who was shot inside the Capitol has died. So this has become a a fatal event, which I think would probably go more to your column, uh, impeach, remove, bar from office. But, uh, you know, I want to talk about... You know, I was uh, obviously I was on social media, like everybody else, have this thing, and, and you see all these posts on Facebook saying, "If anybody out there is still a Trump supporter, please, I don't want to hear from you ever again." A Trump uh, supporter, I don't want to hear from you again. Um, you see what's happened now. This is on you, whatever. And it's like that's exactly the wrong tone. You know, us right. fighting each other is why we have Trump and why we have all these divisive figures. How does that get fixed? And maybe this is where we can make the entree to religion. Yeah, it's it's really tough, uh, but you just kind of realize, and I think social media has, has been so damaging, 
because people don't view each other as people, but as kind of like avatars for the other side. And no one can have a prolonged conversation. In our daily lives, you know, I meet with people of every political walk of life, and we all get along great. It, politics rarely comes up. And when it does, when we're talking about actual policies and issues, most of us agree on things, even if we disagree about the way to get there. And just realizing, hey, we're all in this together, and yeah, we're going to have different visions of the best way for this country to go forward. But these people are our neighbors. In many cases, they're our friends, they're our family members. And just this divisiveness, I, I think... It's hard for me to even understand the divisiveness because my family growing up went from far left to far right. I was uh, the little far right Alex P. Keaton kid <laughs> in high school, and we would argue about everything over the dinner table, and by the end we were all laughing because <laughs> we all loved each other. We all just kind of said, okay, we're getting kind of ridiculous here, and it wasn't taken personally. There, there's a way that you can disagree without you know, declaring war on the other side 24-7. You don't need to do that. I don't like when the left does it, but I don't like it when the right does it either. So, uh, you know, to, to, to try to... So is it is it the lack of belief systems? Could that be part of what's happening here? Is it like Ben, ben Shapiro thinks that godlessness is, is has created a void that has left people rudderless? I think that's a big part of it. I, I think just our life is uh, very disrupted digitally, and then with the COVID lockdowns, it made it far more disrupted. And I really do think just kind of a common value system, you know, back what they would call when I was a kid, the Judeo-Christian ethic, everybody kind of agreed on the basic ground rules. And now everybody's out there flouting them as much as they possibly can in every direction. And I think a lot of people, you saw it happen on the left, you know, 20 years earlier than on the right. But I think a lot of people are using politics as their source of meaning in their life. And I'm sorry, politicians are not great people. No. <laughs> I follow politics for a living. I'm sure a lot of them are doing their best. They're trying hard. But, um, you know, government is not going to save your soul or unite the world or totally fix every problem in the country what you want them to do is just not to do that much damage that's usually <laughs> the best you can hope for and um when you put your faith in politicians of all people gosh you know i would rather put my faith in used car salesmen than politician uh they have their place and like i said many are doing their best but uh these are not the moral avatars we should uh center our life upon all right. Hey, John, I really appreciate your time. We were speaking to John Gabriel. He is uh, the editor-in-chief of Ricochet.com. Check out his article. We'll tweet it out as well. Impeach, remove, bar from office. Follow uh, John on Twitter. It's at xjohn, E-X-J-O-N. Good luck, John, going forward. Godspeed. Uh, to you as well. Thanks so much for talking. Thanks, John. Thrilled to talk to him. I've always wanted to... Uh, to talk to him. We'll talk to him down the road when uh, the world writes itself a little better, and uh, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. But uh, not a good day in Washington, D.C. You know, it was it was supposed to be the day um, it was supposed to be the day um, that um, that um, you know, that the people reacted to the Senate losses for the Republicans and mm -hmm. uh, they went through the procedural stuff at the in Congress but uh, no I mean I think they're still going to do that Mitch McConnell's been saying that he wants to get them back in there to finish um, approving the electoral vote counts I, I think that they should do that I think it would send a good message if they can get that done today um, but you know I just 
I'm so frustrated um, with with as I said to John Gabriel earlier with the people enabling this with the people that have um, you know created some legitimacy for this idea that there's a way to keep Trump in office and it's um it's it's totally irresponsible whether you're in the media or you're a politician or whatever you know going around saying that there's some route for Trump to stay president after this is ridiculous. I mean, I don't even think at this point that it's likely that he's going to be president through January 20th now, mm-hmm. because I think that um, people are just um, too frustrated with, with his behavior during all this. And that, um, you know, I think, I think Mike Pence has a high likelihood of being the 46th president of the United States here for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't, um, I, I can't see a way. He 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 incited a crowd to move on the Capitol. He didn't do everything within his power to have them cease and desist. Right. He was able to. He could have. He could have. Of course, mm-hmm. it possibly would have cost him some adulation and maybe uh, deflated some of his uh, fans. But he and he still he's still not he's still not uh, acting. Correct. He's not acting appropriately still right now. Right. I now, mean, more than ever right now, the United States, the citizens of this country have seen the their own capital overrun mm-hmm. by a violent mob. The mob is loyal to the commander in chief and the commander in chief did nothing to stop them while they terrorized Congress. Right. And media and staffers who just work in there. You know, it's. Uh, not to mention, I mean, damaging a building that's part of our history. You, you have people running around and getting shot in the statuary hall or wherever this woman was shot. It's, uh, you know, the, these are not scenes that are, you know, caused to say, I love you and you're on the right side of history and these things that the president and, and now very, very few, fortunately, of the people around him are saying. It's, this, is, um, this is a moment to be extremely disappointed in the behavior of people in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I, I'm i glad that, you know, that I've heard so much condemnation of this from the, the right side of the aisle that, um, that, you know, that it's universally condemned, this behavior, because um, it absolutely, this, this, this type of, you know, rioting or, quote, protesting or whatever you want to call what we saw on Capitol Hill today, that we have no room for that in America. That doesn't belong here. It's not part of our discourse. It's not part of how we handle elections. And and there needs to be absolutely zero oxygen or credence given to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay when the left does it. It's not okay when the right does it. It's not okay. I don't care. And, you know, I've heard some people tell me, like, they think it's – that some of these people were left wingers who were in the I don't care. I don't care who it is. I want them all charged. I want them all prosecuted. And I want to make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. You know, I can't believe that this got as far as it did. I can't believe that we had guns drawn in the Senate chambers. I mean, this is it, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely out of control and beyond the pale. And the fact that the president seems unable or unwilling to say anything like that about it, um, it is a national embarrassment, really. And that's that's why I think he's, uh, you know, got to go. 
So very interesting. He, you know, he just had two kind of explosive tweets, and those uh, are no longer available on Twitter. Not only that, and it says this tweet is no longer available. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows what's going on in there at this point? This is so. A- and I know a lot of people said that Mike Pence unfollowed Trump on Twitter uh, during while all this was unfolding. Mike Pence <laughs> made it a priority to unfollow the president of the United States on Twitter, which I think is very interesting. Um, you know. Former President Bush has a statement out as well. Um, I'm trying to see what he said quickly. Um, that, you know, this is... Um, says, to those who are disappointed in the results of the election, our country is more important than the politics of the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, and people are calling it an insurrection, and it's not just... Like, you played the audio of somebody who was a part of it calling it a revolution. You had um, somebody from Blaze TV calling it a revolution from inside the Capitol. I mean, this is... It, mm-hmm. You know, I on one level, it's... I'm glad that this is, you know, disorganized, violent people and not an organized, serious coup attempt. Um because first of all, I'm disappointed that our defenses against such a thing are apparently so easily perforated. But then at the same time, you know, uh, I, I'm glad while I do think this is a, you know, a disorganized revolutionary coup attempt. I'm glad that it wasn't anything more serious. I'm glad that this wasn't Trump leading troops into battle and that, you know, that because, you know, it's it's disappointing enough with what it was, you know, and I. I don't know what to say anymore about it. It's um, Twitter's removed three tweets from Trump, including the video the video he put out to ameliorate the situation. Well, yeah, I don't think it was very uh, helpful to the to turning this might down be the it. heat. Maybe he's he's off Twitter. He might be off Twitter, and I I think he might be um, uh, heading out of the White House very soon. You know, in a matter of hours potentially. Um, it's a tough know, day. Out I think there. you know. Republican, there's a lot of Republicans in Washington, D.C. who have been pissed off at Trump for a while. I don't think Romney was very pleased with Trump or has been very pleased with him for a long time. I don't think him being harassed on a flight to D.C. all day yesterday or all evening yesterday night or whenever that was uh, improved his mood. And I don't think the mood of anybody in Congress is likely to be improved by or, or made more sympathetic to Trump by being attacked violently attacked by his supporters you know if you're looking to ask uh senators and congressmen to put their necks on the line to overthrow the results of the election to install you into power then maybe the way to do that is not to encourage your supporters to target them with violence uh because it seems like that's likely to produce an opposite effect yeah uh Pelosi says lawmakers will resume the certification of Joe Biden as president tonight once the Capitol is cleared for use. Um, and uh, I think officials are saying it's secure now that they have the building secured. Right. Um, so, so that is that. That is where we are at. Um, we'll see. It's a sucky day. It is a sucky day. It is a sucky day. Mm-hmm. I just found out that a woman who had graduated with in high school um, 
incredibly beautiful named Cindy Stackpole, who is a sweetheart too. Mm-hmm. Incredibly beautiful, has just uh, passed away, died, and it was either drugs or alcohol, I believe, is what I'm hearing. Um, and um, this is a this has been a tough year. This has been a tough year for folks, and uh, you know. This kind of crap does not go a long way to restoring hope in the lives of people. This is uh, no good. No good. All right. Tomorrow's another day. We will be back tomorrow. um, And hopefully things will be brighter tomorrow. Hopefully uh, we can. um... I think there's going to be continue to be a lot of breaking news uh, tonight and into the morning. So uh, we'll see how things go. There's not a lot more to say right now, but you can check us out on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com, Burn Barrel Podcast. Send us an email, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com and uh, check out our YouTube as well. Say life. Well, I don't want to be on the mic. With all these words that I think are right. Child of details, and when I pin it, its head's not tails. Don't you think I lick my wounds? Played this game and played the fools. Don't you think that I heal? Say la vie. Easy come and easy go. I'll go high when you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.